0: Welcome to The Seaward, the Conservators podcast. Today, it's our Halloween special. I'm Jenny Mathierson, an objects conservator based in Kim And
1: I'm Chloe Rumsey, an objects conservator based in Manchester. Yes, that's Yay! right. <laughs> Chloe's actually physically in the same
0: room as me for the oh first time in absolute ages. I'm very pleased.
1: And uh, well, what is weird is that I'm actually for the first time in absolutely ages at C Word HQ. HQ. Yeah, and it's especially exciting because the last time I did this, the recording studio was your living room, your yeah, dining table. That is true. But now you've got all the things I'm so excited I mean I I had all the things before but they just weren't in any way arranged yeah and I mean I'll be honest the main things that I'm fascinated with are the from above Microphone stand things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They're it's, cool. Just imagine, oh. uh, like a desk lamp type thing, but it's upside down and it's holding a microphone, not a lamp. That's why. That's the sort of arm. It's
1: and there's two of them, and there's all of our recording equipment is it's on the wall. Is on the wall, suspended, and there's buttons and notes and everything is. Purple.
0: Chloe is so excited.
1: So excited. (laughs) It's excellent. It's excellent. Uh, So, yeah, I've not felt so professional with all this jazz for ages because I'm usually record with you whilst i'm in bed or hey that's only happened a few times i know yeah
0: but this is another fun thing because you know we've had people record with us in things like their closet and stuff like that (laughs) so you know like this this is just what you do when you podcast like either you're in like a room with some side insulation or you're sitting in a closet or you've made a fort
1: or ali who normally records the halloween special with us yeah Usually creates a blanket fort, yes, which is absolutely We're so on board
0: with that. Yeah. Anyway, this is our Halloween special. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: we were recording this on the 16th of October, which mm-hmm. is the European Day of Conservation Restoration.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you've seen the map...
0: Because they, they tweet a little graphic about, like, here are sort of the people participating and the the UK is very uh, sweetly not in the colour of the rest of Europe because, obviously... We're not in Europe anymore. I mean, no, you... I mean, okay, so, obviously, it is still Europe, but it's not the European Union. Uh, you've mm. not left the continent because, like, that's not geographically possible. No, I feel
1: possible. like not without trying, you know? No, um, yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, this does bring to mind all of the, like, really old books I've seen that say something like Britain and the European continent as if... <laughs> Just because you're an island, guys, calm down. Anyway, um, <sighs> yeah. that's the whole thing. So, yes. So, anyway, welcome, dear listener. Uh, we were actually planning to sort of try to go on a haunted tour or do yeah. something like that, but they get booked up fast, guys. Yeah, we'll do that next
1: year. Yeah, we'll do Which that next is
0: year. obviously great because it means they're popular, which means that they're getting uh, heritage places museums yeah. or historic sites more for traffic mm-hmm. uh, it's bringing in income mm-hmm. it's raising the profile because it might draw in people who have, would never have visited yeah. otherwise uh, and that is ultimately a really really good thing it's an amazing thing yeah i mean i'm a huge fan uh, not only of creepy stories but also of like doing sort of the sort of paranormal events being type thing.
1: terrified yeah. or what i wanted to They're do not that scary mm. <laughs> i mean it depends We'll see. Next year, we'll see. What I wanted to do, so maybe this is an early call out for this sort of invite, please, everybody <laughs> who's listening. I really wanted to do a sleepover. Yes, yeah, somewhere. So we, yeah, go to a historic house that does sleepovers or could do a sleepover for us. That would be nice. And do it. But, I, you know, I'm not sleeping in the haunted room. I feel like you should definitely
0: sleep in the haunted place. <laughs> I would. Be on board. I think I
1: okay. don't know how much sleeping would actually be involved. because I might just be too scared. <laughs> but yeah. I think yeah, yeah, okay. I would I would sleep in the haunted room. Okay. I want to take a digital hygrometer. Oh, okay, and to see if there are any temperature
0: drops. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Love it. I hope it's yeah. not as haunted as the air quality monitor that I got earlier this year. <laughs>
1: what? Oh no.
0: So okay. So got I a
1: haunted air quality monitor.
0: Uh, so I got. I'd say cheap but actually wasn't that cheap it was like well it depends what cheap is was I mean, it
1: a shit one
0: it was a shit one oh, that's a uh, because a good a good air quality monitor is probably in the hundreds of pounds region I didn't uh-huh. have hundreds of pounds no. so I spent 50 quid well
1: uh, which that's it, a chunk
0: of money still yeah which was still a chunk of money which i go back later because it was haunted <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> what it was what, I just wanted to know more about the air quality in my space because I'm in a very small space yes. so I just wanted an idea and it gets very dusty from my point of view like not I'm not generating the dust it just seems to be coming off things so i'm Mm. like okay what's happening here i got one of those that does like the carbon monoxide and dioxide Mm. and the two different particle sizes and uh, formaldehyde thingy and or other organic volatile Mm -hmm. gases one that does sort of all of them Uh, and it had like a little screen on it that was misspelled in some places which was adorable already um (laughs) Big red flag, guys. And actually, it was working fine for, like, most of the time. But every now and then, it would become absolutely possessed and start beeping. And it would say that the carbon monoxide and dioxide had gone up massively, like a huge spike. And I was like, oh, I mean, if that's true, I really need to worry. So I got a carbon a carbon monoxide digi- alarm. digital alarm One thing. One of the
1: official alarms. Yeah, yeah that- exactly.
0: With, like, the digital yeah. display. Because I was like, okay, I'm curious if this is actually mm. true. So I can at least try to verify it I didn't go completely nuts and buy like loads of them or anything to like be really scientific about it because frankly I can't be arsed and I don't have that much money I got one of those and I checked and mm-hmm. no that there is absolutely nothing going on it's just possessed so every now and then <laughs> it would just think that there's I'm gonna get poisoned and I, it was just like that's really unhelpful and it would do it multiple times a day it didn't correspond to anything there was nothing that changed in wow. the environment from any point of view that I could tell, and that I could verify with any kind of instruments, so I was just like, "This is just defective, guys. It's just haunted." So it's yeah. I got my money back. I complained. I left a really bad review, and I put it in the electronic waste park. So yeah, I had a haunted air quality meter for a little bit. Would not recommend. Wonder if anyone else has haunted equipment every now and then.
1: Well, you know.
0: Now you say that. Joe's I... giving me a very knowing look. Suddenly, what's happening?
1: So I, I had, a, I had an experience. I didn't. Okay, fine. We know I am the scully to your molder. Yes, that is true. But (laughs) there's been a joke around the the members of front of house team in the museum that the museum has a ghost. And this is just because of like every so often, basically, Mm -hmm. someone will forget to lock the door and they'll be convinced that they lock the door. And of course, they will have locked the door, but... They've got to it the next morning, it's been unlocked. Oh, uh, okay. So, obviously someone, you you feel the thing catch and it didn't catch, but you still thought you locked the door and uh, okay, you still did okay. the thing, but it didn't, you know, stuff happens. Okay. And I was like, sure, sure. It's a ghost. Thank you for saying that to me okay. as I, A, don't believe in ghosts and B, work upstairs in the conservation studio. On my own, frequently, <laughs> okay. but I basically just ignored it, okay. and I still don't think it's still not true. There is no ghost in my museum. However, <laughs> um, I recently there. finished my super big project oh yes that I'd been working on for a year oh my God. and if you listen to the physiotherapy episode oh yeah that's the object that broke me oh yeah that, that's the eggs and pens at the ones. very beginning yeah. Yeah. yeah so I finished the object good on you I well went done. home yeah for the weekend and then on Saturday morning a member of the front of house team sent me a whatsapp message with a video of the fan p- blowing on my object Ooh. which is not obviously something that we want to do yeah and as a sort of object safety disclaimer for everyone it was only blowing on it a bit it was mainly blowing the tissue that the sorry the silicon release paper that under that was underneath the banner and lifting the tissue that lifted the banner. It was blowing more than I would have wanted it to, but it wasn't a catastrophe. It wasn't a catastrophe. There was no damage caused.
0: But also maximum spookiness to be blowing something that can blow around a little bit, like tissue paper.
1: Exactly. Mm. The thing is, I finished the banner.
0: Yeah. You did not turn on a fan.
1: The fan was not on. Mm-hmm. For at least three days
0: Ooh. previously,
1: which is why it wasn't unplugged because we assumed that it was unplugged because it hadn't been turned on for yeah, ages. Yeah. It was. It's clearly, you know, we unplug everything when we leave. Yeah. yeah. Um. But some of the plug sockets are underneath tables, so you ha- yeah, yeah. you you know you check you use something yeah. in a day, you check that it's unplugged. Yeah, yeah. But it was clearly, you know, turned off at a lunchtime, and then no one felt the need to turn it back on, and then some days passed, and uh, okay. there we are. However, mm. I, and I was like, I should have checked the fan was unplugged. Yeah, yeah. Because clearly it was not quite switched off or whatever. Yeah. There was maybe a truck went by outside, juggled the room a bit. and I mean, there would have to be the... one heck of a juggle. Yeah, Come I on. know. But you know, you know what? I i don't believe in ghosts. I... It, a ghost did not do it. It must have been an electrical blip or uh-huh. something. But... <laughs> <laughs> When I got in on the Monday, so I know that the fan wasn't on, Mm -hmm. that I covered the object in tissue, Mm -hmm. switched everything off and left. Yeah. When I got in on Monday, the fan was moved because I asked front of house to move the fan. Yes, of course. for my own, you know. Yeah. So they come in and switched it off and moved it. They came in and switched it off and moved. They covered the object up again, Mm -hmm. sent me photos. Everything was fine no damage done, no harm done, mm-hmm. just one of those things. Yeah. But I noticed the fan was moved, but the front of the fan, as in the front cage of the fan, mm-hmm. was off and on the floor next to it. Oh, that's weird. And I was like they must have accidentally taken it off when they moved the fan. I mean, and that's what I thought. For I mean, they're quite difficult days. to get off those things. They're not that well, easy to uh, but I off. didn't I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. yeah so okay. obvi-
1: I was just like oh someone accidentally took it off it, yeah, yeah. it fell off
0: it fell when off. they yeah, moved yeah, sure. it
1: but I watched the video again and,
0: and the cover is on the
1: cover is off oh, the fan at
0: that point at
1: the point of it blowing on the object
0: ooh
1: and it was on the fan mm. when I left
0: okay now that's
1: interesting and I cannot I was obsessed with it for about Twenty-four hours. And I can't believe you didn't like... immediately message me about this. <laughs> well, because it this was like the week afterwards that I like happened to look at the uh, the video again, and I was mm. like, "Hang on a minute, the front of it is exposed. Mm. The fan is no longer like in its cage under yeah. in its cage." Mm. And then I, you know, put the cage back on it when yeah. it came to using the fan again, oh. and it was really difficult to do oh. because. It's a really tricky thing to yeah. to undo. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. That's, I don't know that I makes that so much it. more interesting. Okay, that's unless cool. someone went into the studio, switched the fan on, took the cover off. Uh, like that is that's the No that's I, the, the I, logical explanation. I but in I, knowing the staff members, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen.
0: I accept that as a possibility. However, it would be a really weird thing to do it to would. go in and not only turn on a fan which like why would you even need to mm. do that yeah, yeah but also to jostle off the cage around it because they are difficult to take yeah, off yeah, and like yeah. that's that's the bit that's so interesting to me is like well that's not an easy thing to do on most of these like not certainly not any that i've found in museums over the years exactly. they've been an absolute pain in the butt if you ever need to do exactly. anything to that so actually that's super interesting Ooh yeah what a good story i like that well, it's,
1: it's not that it was spook- like it was there was no <laughs> noise there were no running feet there was no child giggling it was just like why yeah but things how, moving about is so much more classic how did this happen <laughs> that's so much more and classic why did someone disapprove of my conservation treatment and surely it's much more
0: fun that they know that you are skeptic and like, <laughs> try to disprove this that is so much more fun do you have environmental monitoring set up for like the log stuff inside that room in your studio? Yes. Have you checked it to see if anything weird happened in terms of fluctuations for that day? Or the time period when No, actually I haven't.
1: Oh God, you really should. <laughs> I hadn't considered doing that.
0: You actually. really should. Like we just to see if there was anything going on at all. That's strange in terms of up until the point where obviously they, the front of house staff went in. Yeah, yeah. So between you leaving and them going in to fix yeah, yeah, yeah. the fan situation, what happened in between? I'm
1: going to check. Yeah, because there's still time to check. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So that's, I think you should, I think you should totally And check. it'd be interesting because if there were temperature drops, for example, mm-hmm. as would happen in our <laughs> mythical ghost haunting situations. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it just normally happens. <laughs> it was, you know... Yeah, yeah, warmish in the studio, like twenty-three
0: yeah. degrees. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah, and also, like, would it change significantly if someone opens the door and comes in and jostles about for a bit? Would that not be no? It wouldn't. Enough. Okay. No. So, if there's a change, then it's like a significant scenario, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah, or a fault on the system.
0: Yeah, sure. That just happens to coincide with something else really weird happening.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now that's that's totally plausible. That totally happens all I the time. Do to
1: believe? <laughs> totally
0: happens all the time, guys. Yeah, sure. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's an excellent. Story. Oh, you get bonus points for withholding that for me to save it for my genuine reaction now.
1: Oh, oh man. I don't know if that counts as my conservation horror story. No, but because that's you didn't, you It did is. It mm. is. It's, I suppose, the most unexplainable thing that's ever happened to me.
0: Oh, that's pretty good going. That's good going, yes. It is. I am impressed. I don't think I have anything like that for, like, conservation stuff. So, well done. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. very impressed. (laughs) Uh, We did ask some uh, of our lovely Twitter followers Mm -hmm. uh, some questions in the run-up to this. Uh, Slightly panicked because I knew that... Chloe was coming around I uh, I need to get people in the mood to share these stories now oh no Um, so we asked people what the spookiest museum object you've ever come across has been and we didn't have loads of answers but we did have two um someone said i've seen a lot of interesting artifacts over the years for me one of the spookiest objects i came across in person were haunted dolls and books bound with human skin now that is something that's come up before it books is. bound with human skin yeah. and creepy dolls yeah so that is a classic staple of collections
1: did we of, talk in previous episodes about how one ends up with one's skin wrapped around a binding is it <laughs> it's as common
0: as it punishment?
1: <laughs> like, um, is. It, is it punishment? Is it
0: part of. Is this what happens to paper conservatives? <laughs> <laughs> when they've been bad.
1: When they've used blue tag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when they put, posted something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Cause I don't know if it's come up in the. I think maybe in the leather episode we did maybe talk mm, about this a little uh, bit, um, yes, 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 and I don't yes. know if it came up in the human remains episode because it's okay. like our uh, second episode uh, ever. Yeah, so that's yeah, like yeah. by now six a million years ago. Years ago. Yeah, <laughs> six six years, not a million. Mm. Yes, so I think we may have mentioned that before, mm. but I don't necessarily know that we've talked in mm-hmm. detail about it. No, yeah, okay. Um, but uh, it is a fascinating practice to have anything bound in human yeah. skin. Yeah. Um, but um, <sighs> I'm not sure if you work with these collections, uh, then. Let us know. How, do you yeah. know the story of how it ended up? Like, whose
1: skin is it? Uh, have you DNA tested it? When did um, you find out that it was human skin? Was it accessioned into the collection as something with human skin, or was it just a funny-looking book that, that you then someone had examined? Tested? Yeah, exactly. And and sort of, how do you tell? Oh no,
0: I probably don't want to know too many details about how you tell human leather from other Why leather.
1: Why not? That'd be interesting. It'll be about the you know. Uh, I don't know how you tell between like pig.
0: I guess it depends on the tanning process and the cut of the skin and all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? So, I mean, uh, oh my God, now it's getting very Sin. grim. Yeah, if, if you know, let us know. In as much or as little detail as you would like.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, that's creepy. What does this contributor mean by haunted dolls? Ooh. something
0: that's just creepy it looks like it could be haunted i mean people, or, do, people do tend to say the creepy dolls that sort of that, moves, moves a around right. um okay. but uh i don't know what this particular person meant about it
1: um but
0: i definitely feel like there's a vibe if you find a really creepy doll in a mm-hmm. collection that you immediately go that's a haunted definitely doll. Haunted. haunted vibes definitely haunted, vibes. haunted. Yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah. um and someone else says uh it's a tie between the skulls of a former Ethiopian emperor oh, and the uh, very suspicious soap wrapped in a Nazi flag. Now that's a mix, guys. That's soap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, soaps. And but like who wraps anything in a in a <laughs> in a Nazi flag, to be honest? <laughs> I mean, going back to the first example though, like okay, it's the skulls of Ethiopian emperors. Now that's uh, disturbing on a different level, isn't it? Because it's like, yeah. Sh- should you have
1: those? Um, <laughs> how did you get those? Yes,
0: is <laughs> (laughs) is that okay does ethiopia know you have them i mean
1: (laughs) in this case in both examples though the real scary thing is the ethical dilemma yes oh lightning sound (laughs) effects. love it (laughs) i feel like you did a really
0: good job there i don't know what i need to add i did
1: hand notions hand uh, motions yeah you did yeah you're missing a treat
0: you're absolutely missing a treat (laughs)
1: um but yes those were the
0: replies that we got for those another question that we asked was what's the scariest thing you've ever found in store in storage and we had a couple of great responses to that what's the scariest thing you've found in store do you think a fairly recent one actually other than spiders (sighs)
1: so
0: i know that's a thing for you
1: (laughs) yes um so in our store it used to be the home of a museum it isn't any longer the storage rooms are still used the rest of the museum isn't um and there had always occasionally uh, be the owners of the building need to do surveys and measurements and like yeah, check sure. it's still standing and all of that so we go into parts of the building that aren't often visited yeah and recently very like his you know historic workers at the museum didn't know where various keys were. Recently we've done a big key audit, sorted it all out. So we were essentially able to go into various rooms in the basement Ooh. that we hadn't been in for ages. And of course I went into various rooms in the basement and it, it, you, <laughs> you do cuz you know the people who closed up the room and left it for the, yeah. the so you you know you know that nobody's left half a sandwich down yeah, there yeah, yeah. to become invested and all of that. But also I'm aware that everything happened in a rush. So mm. I did the, and I've opened the door in the basement. <laughs> it's just dark and I wonder where the oh. light switch is and I'm not going to feel around the door. I'm going to get my <laughs> phone torch. Both rooms were totally fine. Oh, okay. But I was looking into one of the rooms that used to be the quarantine room Yeah, and I just glanced next to me and there was a plastic bag. And I just moved a bit of it pit and oh it's a gas mask oh no leave the room close the door <laughs> okie dokie we're done here <laughs> we're done here
0: <laughs> oh gas mask!
1: i need to sort that out yeah, yeah. oh that's that's not a fun, fun no it, is it isn't no, no. yeah that's fine there's also another room in the same basement um that has an old museum dummy thing that looks like one of the doctor who statues Oh, love it i know love it yeah excellent how
0: about you Oh, okay so it's probably I mean I have definitely had things where I've found mm-hmm. um like turned a corner and gone well here's asbestos because
1: like, <laughs> you know <laughs> where I see you asbestos yeah
0: where it's just like oh uh, these <laughs> are just like old discarded gas masks yeah. and like uh, fireproof clothing oh boy and and they're like next to like some weird gas canisters and stuff okay. is, like, oh this is just like every kind of hazard yeah so I've definitely had things like that but I almost don't class them as nightmares because I, I just put out like a really big warning sign on that and go someone's gonna need to deal with that yeah. and it's not gonna be yeah, me really because
1: yeah. I am I those I, firearms need to be decommissioned Yeah, <laughs>
0: I can't even begin to deal with that right now
1: I, I know I think my biggest
0: uh, nightmare is probably a tie between finding a head in a box but it wasn't human remains Okay, but it was um, you know like the, the, the angel thing yes, in Doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. it looked like one of their heads Perfect. and uh, it, it wasn't really wrapped in anything so I just sort of lifted the lid and <laughs> gently bricked it because it was just like oh no hi uh, it was just direct eye contact it was scary as hell it was great um, it was part of some sort of funerary monument, maybe Roman, oh, okay. something like that. Oh, um, very nice. And just had the head. Yeah, 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 somehow yeah. made it all the worse uh-huh. for finding it yeah. in a dark basement on your own. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was quite something. Yeah. I, I was quite into Doctor Who at that point as well. Yeah, so of course. It was like, that was, Weren't we all? That was a terrible, terrible
1: time. <laughs> terrible time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> not actually just in Doctor Who, but I'll never forgive them for Amy Bond. <laughs> um, Anyway, moving on. Um, (laughs) It's between that or finding completely disintegrating safety boots where the entire sole of the shoe is just Mm. falling off. Mm. Because it wasn't the extent of the damage so much as the color. Because the inside of the soles was red, so it Mm -hmm. looked like it was bleeding or flesh coming. Wow, like almost like charred flesh was the really the look of the boot Ah. coming out of the box. It was the most horrifying thing. And and it stank as well, which oh, is really interesting. I was just like, "Wow, this is this is a feast for all of the senses." it? <laughs> that was truly horrifying because it just looked really like like charred flesh. It was so unpleasant. <laughs> oh, God. Aside from the fact that that's an object that's irretrievably lost forever, <laughs> it's like, "Wow, yeah. mood." Yeah, yeah,
1: that's is...
0: yeah. So it's between those things and uh, the pestifer competition and the pest infestation that I've talked about. Oh before, boy
1: where I just oh, yeah. thought there
0: was some rice on the floor and I really pulled it Oh, no, 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 And no, it's no, no. just... All worms, like little lava. He's like, wow, that is actually moving. This is very unpleasant. I'm going to go throw up somewhere. <laughs> probably not on this. this is like, oh. <laughs> because no. I've already run away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like this. There's unpleasant and there's unpleasant. So, those are probably my, mm, my yeah, favorite horror ones. stories they're in terms ones. of yeah. absolutely atrocious things <laughs> to find in store. So, what other people said was an unexpected charred skull in a box with no warning, wrapped in old newspaper and infested with silverfish. Oh, so okay. gross. So, uh, they picked off the scrunched up old newspaper to re- 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 reveal the skull and the silverfish just shimmered across it.
1: Oh, that's oh, that's awful.
0: You like, can just imagine it, can't you? I can, and that's the most horrific mm. thing. Um, like, oh man, just look after your
1: humans better, guys. <laughs> uh, someone else said, mine's an unlabeled b- skull in a box too. Come on, guys. Who isn't... label i'm not gonna finish that sentence yes no quite (laughs) the 1970s yes that is accurate the 1970s isn't labeling the human remains in boxes yeah
0: (laughs) um someone else said not answering the question but related developed a fear of worms while excavating uh, what my trench supervisor called the pit of despair well that does sound love like it. it would be very um, yeah love it. an intense time <laughs> I love that you've also replied with unlabeled gas and uh, gas mask in Tesco bag yep. love it <laughs> thank you for expanding on that story <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> although technically I feel like that's the most relatable thing ever in a Tesco bag because you can find a lot of weird things in Tesco
1: bags in <sighs> yeah, museums can't you And it's like, why? I've always thought that this is the oddity of big shops branding bags. Mm, Obviously, you see people carrying the bags, bags are reused. You're like, oh, Tesco's is a thing. But also all the thing, like the number of... Do you think
0: museum people are especially averse to Tesco based on the fact that they find (laughs) a lot of weird stuff in their bags and thus don't really associate the brand with anything good? Mm. No offence, Tesco, it's not your fault.
1: It's not your fault, Tesco. Yeah. Lots of other things are your fault. Yeah, but not that. Not that. Unlikely. <laughs> I reckon conservatives just go to whichever one's closest, right? Yeah, Like is. everyone else. Yeah, that's probably true. But <laughs> branding doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> Someone else says Myself Wrapped in so many layers uh, That I resemble King Tut's plump sister <laughs> uh, But still hollow-cheeked And ghostly from the cold
1: Oh uh, yes yeah. yeah This the scariest Job offer thing though We haven't even talked about And I'm just gonna it oh, the dive scariest in. job offer Yeah I'm just
0: gonna <gasps> Tell d- me things Shall we, we, we talk okay, about the, that Okay there's one more thing And that's okay. uh, uh, Someone says I think mine would be When checking geology specimens And the Geiger counter went <laughs> Yes, and that is a great horror story. Yeah, that would be, and it would be in a film. I yeah. really feel like that would be in a film. You know, oh, uh, oh, that's a good one. Someone else says a decaying, spitting image puppet of Margaret Thatcher. Oh my god! Oh, that is very good.
1: Yeah. So okay, so, I only had decaying, spitting image puppets of labor leaders
0: <laughs> for for uh listeners abroad spitting image was a tv show and uses some intriguing looking puppets mm-hmm. that are made of polyurethane presumably and stuff uh, like that
1: yeah poly- polyurethane ether oh yeah, yeah. good the, stuff the stuff that falls apart and basically yeah. they are held together by the paint that covers them mm. Listen to our plastics episode. Yeah, yeah Modern exactly. Modern materials. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. ugh, polyurethane. <laughs> All right. What was, what was your story?
1: Oh, it was What's just relating to workplace welfare and comfort and oh. stuff that, you know, someone's, someone says, oh, and this is the great job. It's very interesting. The collection's very interesting. Mm-hmm. We have assessed that it's not suitable to for people to work in this location for more than two hours at a time. Wow. Because there was no loo and it, no heating and nothing. So it's wow. like, great. Okie dokie. That sounds fine, <laughs> and of course that you know you have your time limits on. Everyone has to work in place there are places that people yeah. have to work in, but you also can't heat and provide. Yeah, that's true. Provide I've other welfare I've facilities.
0: Definitely done days on sites like that, and yep. it is hard work because you don't hydrate because you don't want to risk having to pee. <laughs> exactly. This is the worst.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean as long as they prepare you for it then you can well that's the, yeah yourself. yeah exactly yeah. So you have to steal yourself this for the is day.
1: why you're told about the things yeah. the real the scariest scary job offer would be the one that you don't hear about <laughs> until you have no choice yes. but to do it
0: yeah that's true the unexpected
1: little surprise of, exactly
0: those are pretty good horror stories i like it
1: yeah yeah
0: and, dear listener, if you have more horror stories of collections care or conservation uh, mm-hmm. yep. ilk, then please get in touch because we love hearing them.
1: And go like, oh, good yeah. solid ghost stories. Oh, yes, yeah, well. obviously. Heritage yes. adjacent ghost stories. Yes. Love them. If you've got more of those, then yes. also let us know because it's good stuff and we love those.
0: <laughs> and if you have somewhere haunted where we can sleep or spend some time, yes, please. Then we would also love to hear about it because yeah. we would love to come next We year.
1: don't have to sleep there, we can just snap. <laughs> We could just walk around with uh, some environmental monitoring equipment and <laughs> do a, this, basically. Just have our little chats. Yeah, exactly. Get a bit spooked out. But yeah, anyway, let us know. Yeah. Um, yes. We don't have any money.
0: <laughs> no. <And laughs> can't pay for anything, sorry.
1: That might be the scariest thing about it. <laughs> so Mulder, I mean Jenny, has insisted that I check the Miko monitoring, environmental monitoring system for... Um, the studio at the fan event when the front of the fan turned itself on or fell off or something, whatever it is that happened. The absolutely not spooky event. So I've signed on to my Miko. Hello, Miko. Big up. Um, Historical data. New graph. When was it? um it was between the 5th of september and the 10th of september 11th of september i'll put the event occurred on the 9th of september so select select uh, studio Okay. Graph display. And okay. Loading. (gasps) No. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I think what we were hoping for, what? Mulder slash Jenny was hoping for was a significant decrease in temperature or whatever. Uh, But no. No, it's just the normal pattern that the uh, heating and cooling system produces. Sorry about that.
2: late one night when an eerie noise gave me a fright i heard new voices i did not recognize and suddenly to my surprise there was a crash. There was a monstrous crash a monstrous crash something reduced to trash there was a crash i set off at a dash there was a crash what a monstrous crash With gloves in hand I dashed down the hall No answers from paintings hung upon the walls No response from the medieval gallery where An armored suit gave me a steely stare There was a crash There was a monstrous crash A monstrous crash Something reduced to trash There was a crash I set off in a dash There was a crash what a monstrous crash. This report will not be fun Telling bosses what's been done The mess might be abhorrent My work may be undone And I rounded the corner in quite a fright but just got stony looks from all the ammonites. Then the burial goods—it was time to brave. Where the votive figures are all silent as the grave. There was a crash. There was a monstrous crash. A monstrous crash. Something reduced to trash. There was a crash. I set off at a dash. There was a crash. What a monstrous crash! Wow. And at last at the gift shop I found the noise. Wow. Where the night guard, who our museum employs, wow. wow. had tripped over the soft toys rack but then said, wow. Why are you here? It's up 2 a.m. There was a crash. There was a monstrous crash. Wow. Monstrous crash. Something reduced to trash. There was a crash. I set off at a dash. There was a crash. What a monstrous crash. So back to my office it was time to creep. The legionary in his coffin went back to sleep. But then I heard a distant case rattling roar. Probably the mould beast on the basement floor. There was a crash. There was a monstrous crash. Something reduced to trash. was a crash. I set off in a dash. There was a crash. What a monstrous crash. Monstrous crash, no good. Well, at least it's not as scary as China repairs done with cello tape. (laughs) Monstrous crash, did you hear that?
0: You've listened to The Monstrous Crash, sung by Steve Waddington and the Case Kickers. Lyrics by Jenny Mathiason, James Bailey, Ross Graham and Morgan Fox. This spooky song will also be available on our YouTube channel. Today I'm reviewing Ghost Stories of the British Museum audio guide by Noah Angel. A sort of audio adaptation of a book to be. If that sounds a little complicated, uh, it's because I think this audiobook was released in 2020, at least that's what this says on Apple Music, and the author who reads the audio guide to us says in the intro that the book will be out in 2021, but I haven't actually been able to find a copy of the book itself, which is perhaps suitably mysterious. The audio guide which is a lovely format for a book like this making you feel like you're walking through the galleries starts with a little introduction and then launches into individual chapters talking us through nine public galleries of the british museum each one can contain a single encounter or multiple stories that the author has gathered from visitors or members of staff both past and present a broad range of bite-sized ghost stories and supernatural encounters are covered in these chapters from people appearing cheekily in photos and orbs of light on CCTV, to opening doors and haunted alarms. They're variously told by believers and skeptics, and interestingly some contributors seem to have denied all involvement later on. I was entertained by the mixture of statements about artifacts amongst these stories, uh, given the contentious nature of the collections in the BM. Some people were adamant that the statues should never be removed from the galleries, as they now have a stake in watching over the spaces and the people who visit while other people plea for these items to be returned to their places of origin precisely because they're haunted or attached to spirits that you don't want to anger. Perhaps we should have a haunted tick box on our repatriation request forms. If you'd like a short form spooky lesson this autumn, I definitely think this is a delightful option with a museum twist. It's soothing as well as unsettling, uh, but it's not something that'll cause you to lose sleep or anything. My favourite takeaways are, never work as a cleaner in a Mummer gallery, and never point at an object known as Kozo. Although now I definitely want to try. The audio guide is just under an hour in total, is available for 7 from Apple Music, and is read by the author. The book version is more of a mystery to me. Uh, I found references to a 2018 initial printing and a 2020 reprint, but all of them are of stock or unavailable, and I haven't been able to find any secondhand copies. Um, Again, I don't know what became, if anything, of the 2021 version. Um, And if anyone has managed to get hold of a physical copy of this book, then I would love to know. And as usual, we welcome your comments, questions and corrections. This time I think our fastest ever correction comes from our previous co-host Bill... (laughs) who hosted the uh, Gems, Stones and Minerals episode with us previously. And uh, uh, he said that the refractive index of diamond was 3.41. In actual fact, he would just like to correct himself and say that it's 2.42. Thanks for that, Bill. Before we go, I just thought I would add some um, preservation tips, perhaps, for making your jack-o'-lantern or carved pumpkin uh, last a little bit longer this season. I was linked to this article on the New York Times by uh, someone else in collections care and basically have some good tips on how just to make your pumpkin lantern last a little bit longer. For example, when you're cutting it, it's a good idea to cut the hole um, for scooping out and uh, the innards and stuff, and at the bottom of it rather than the top. I've always done this wrong apparently because I use I usually make like a little, you know, like a little hat or like a little lid uh, for the candle and stuff uh, at the top. That's not what you should do. Uh, it's a much better idea to do it at the bottom. Another way of making your pumpkin last longer is to basically buy it as close to the source as possible. So, um, maybe don't do what I do, which is go to Lidl. <laughs> um, so instead it's a better idea to get it like straight from a farmer, uh, from a pick your own pumpkin patch or, you know, like a farmer's market, uh, that sort of thing at a greengrocer's as opposed to uh, a big supermarket. Another pro tip is to just look at a pumpkin that seems, you know, sort of fresh and uh, sturdy, doesn't have any blemishes. I'm sure we all do that anyway. Um, but another one I didn't really realize was that you should look at one that has like a green top to it. Not the pumpkin itself, but, you know, the, the stem, um, that it's the, the sort of gourd stem, that that's uh, as green as possible because that means it's fresher. Another interesting tip in this article was that you should pop it in the fridge before you carve it. uh, Or store it outside if it's cold enough outside. It depends on where in the world you live. Uh, But yeah, just keep it cool before you're going to carve it. And that makes perfect sense from our conservation uh, point of view. And that you just keep things that little bit fresher if it's at a lower temperature. Another good idea is to give your pumpkin a little bath before you actually start carving it. Uh, That's to get any bacteria, yeast or airborne contaminants uh, off the pumpkin surface that may uh, lead to faster uh, decay, basically. Be sure that you scoop out all of the innards because obviously that will lead to it rotting faster if you leave the seeds and the gooey bits inside. So the better you aren't scraping at the inside, the longer it will last. If you really want a long-lasting pumpkin, you can try just scoring the surface and sort of etching your pattern in, as opposed to cutting all the way through. That can still like, create a really dramatic effect when you've got a candle inside, for example. That can be an alternative to make it last a little bit longer. Pumpkin placement is also very important for uh, its longevity. For example, choose a dry and shady spot if you can, so preferably not on grass or in direct sunlight. If it can be on a little pedestal up on something, that will help. And of course, if you live in an area that's prone to having uh, wildlife visitors, keeping it somewhere closer to the house as opposed to down by the street or somewhere else in the garden might be a good idea because it's less likely that squirrels or, depending on where you are, raccoons and stuff like that uh, might want to get too close to your house. So it's a good idea to sort of keep it on your doorstep maybe. And ultimately, if you're too worried, you can always uh, bring your pumpkin inside when it's not lit and sort of in use. And again, you can pop it in your fridge if you have space uh, or in a cool place sort of during, during the daytime. And finally, and this is such a good point, is take a photo. Uh, Obviously, we're not here to to preserve pumpkins forever, but a good way of just documenting it is, yeah, documentation. Take some photos. Remind yourself of what it looked like when it was nice and fresh. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. Uh, That's uh, our little pumpkin preservation uh, section of this episode. And again, if any of you are doing like conservation-themed pumpkins, uh, jack-o'-lanterns, then I definitely want to see them. Uh, I've done ones with woolly bears in the past. I might do a moth one this time. But yeah, like just just show me what you got. It's, uh, I would love to see them. If you're enjoying The C Word and would like to support our work, then please consider becoming one of our patrons. For as little as $1 per month, you can help us keep our episodes online and more of them coming. Patreon helps us meet our regular costs for the show, and also to plan ahead so we know roughly how much of a monthly budget we've got. That's super helpful when you're trying to do something special like buy a better microphone or save up to go to a special event. Your support also helps keep us free of advertisements. In return, our supporters get access to our archive of extended episodes, which you can only access on our Patreon page, yeah, for that $1 a month, you get a little extra audio enjoyment. We've crunched the numbers, and it's about 10% extra content on a regular basis. Well, That's not bad for less than a cup of coffee, eh? If supporting us sounds like something you'd like to do, then head over to patreon.com slash the c and join our bunch of absolute champions. Thanks for listening. We're The C-Word, and you've been listening to Chloe Rumsey and me, Jenna Mathiason. Join us next time for an episode about conservation and disability. In the meantime, you can check out our website at theseawood.show, tweet us at the Podcast, or simply email us on theseawoodpodcast at gmon.com. The intro and outro music is Spring by Didi Music, used under Creative Commons Attribution License. Additional music and sound effects by Callum Robertson and Sound Bible. This has been a Wooden Dice production. More